0: It's episode 109 of the Keto for Women Show. You're listening to the Keto for Women Show. This podcast provides the tools you need to create your own expression of a healthy ketogenic lifestyle so you can stop obsessing and start living. I'm your host and nutritionist, Sean Miner. Now, let's get on with the show. Let me take just a quick second here to tell you about another great offer coming from our friends over at ButcherBox. You all know by now that the quality of your meat matters so, so much to the health of your body, to your family's body, to your future health, the health and happiness of the animal you are consuming equals the health and happiness of your own body. That's really the simplest, easiest way to think about it. So you always want to make sure you can get the best quality meat for you and your family that you can afford. Butcher Box is the go-to source for the highest quality, best tasting meat sourced from these happy and healthy animals. And they've made it very affordable in order for you to get these meats delivered right to your door every single month so you don't have to worry about sifting through the grocery store trying to find those meats that actually fit the bill. Because I can tell you from experience, it is becoming harder and harder to find these 100% grass-fed, grass-finished beef, the pasture-raised chicken, the heritage-breed pork. You just can't find that in grocery stores these days. You can get this all at ButcherBox because they are doing it right and sending it to your door so you don't have to worry about it. The summer promotion from ButcherBox is out. For the month of July, they are offering new members burgers all summer. That means if you sign up today, you get a free package of six burgers in every single box you get through October 15th. So you'll have fresh burgers with this awesome, amazing grass-fed, grass-finished beef all summer long, which... I love burgers in the summer. What else would you possibly want to eat? It's the perfect time to grill those up. So head to butcherbox.com slash KFW to get your free burgers all summer. That's six free patties in every single box through the entire summer up until October 15th. Butcherbox.com slash KFW. Hey, hey, friends, welcome back. Thanks, as always, for joining us on this episode of Keto for Women. We're talking all about the toxins today, another hot seat episode, this time all about non-toxic environments, how to create them, how to not stress about them, what to prioritize, all that good stuff. All of your questions that I asked for over on Instagram, we're going to get to all of those very soon. But first, we must say hi to Kristen.
1: Why, hello. How's it going? It's great. It's hot seat time, which means I'm here.
0: Let's go through some really quick announcements, which actually is only one, but there's three pieces to oh, the one announcement. False advertising. I know.
1: That was tricky.
0: Well, what's happening is that now on my website, very first page, Seanminer.com homepage, right there, there are three different opportunities for you to get three Free guides from me. So what I've done is I've basically trying to help each individual person for what they need. So if it's someone who's new to keto, wants to get started but doesn't want to make the mistakes that maybe their friends have made, wants to make sure they're doing it correctly for their bodies and not get down this whole rabbit hole that can come from looking at all the blogs and all the followers and all the influencers in the keto space, if you want to just kind of go about it the right way from the start, I have a guide for you. And that would be the new to keto guide. So some of you listening, that may be your category. While I think a lot of you are already past that point, but maybe you know somebody who is interested in trying keto potentially, but a little bit concerned, wants to do it right. Not sure if it's right for them. This would be the place for you to send them. Now, there's also a spot if you tried keto and didn't see it go well for you. It wasn't what you expected. You didn't get the results you were looking for. So maybe you gave up or maybe you sometimes are keto, sometimes are not. Maybe you're still trying and efforting it really hard and it's still not working. I have a spot for you there too, which is more like the kind of we're going to try to redo keto from this new place with a little bit more intention and knowledge, I guess. So there's a spot for you. And then there's a spot for the ladies who are beyond keto. Maybe you tried keto For a while, it worked really well. Now you've found this place where you're just really intuitive with your food, whether it's keto or not, regardless, your diet is now not the biggest concern for you. And you want to go beyond keto and look at some of the other things that you may still need to work on or other realms that you want to start considering I have a spot for you too. And each one of these has a free guide attached. So you just click on it, put in your email address so I can send you your free guide. It is a safe place for your email address. I promise I do not ever give them out to other people or anything like that. Safe place for that email address, but that's how I send you your free guide. And then also you'll get some other places to go, some blog posts, some podcast episodes specific to that part of your health journey. So we've done all that and it's really beautiful. It's really good info. I had a really good time doing this. I have to be honest, it almost killed me trying to get all this stuff written and done for you all. But I thought it was really necessary to start really honing in on the different places you all could be with your journey. So that's there on my website and Kristen designed it. So that's why it looks pretty.
1: Yay. (laughs) Otherwise it'd just be words.
0: Random words and random fonts and just ugly.
1: It would be ugly. I can attest to that.
0: All right. Let's move on to today's episode, which is your questions about toxicity and creating a non-toxic environment for you, whether it's your workplace, the products you're using, your home environment, the cleaning supplies, whatever. I took all your questions and we have them here I asked everyone over on Instagram stories a few days ago, which is really the best place for me to ask these questions for the hot seat. So if you do have a question that you really want to get on the show, then head over to my stories and be on the lookout for those call outs, because it's the best place I can get really concise questions and just really know that people are asking the right format when I ask on just plain Instagram, I get like mega stories about a topic. That's not what we're even focusing on. And it's really hard to sift through for everyone involved. So the stories are where it's at. And that's really where I hang out most of the time. Anyway, I just really feel like Instagram is kind of dying, at least as far as the feed goes. And now it's all about the stories to actually get behind the scenes, get to know me better, get to know what I do, what I stand for, what my life is like outside of this podcast there. That was a total sidetrack, but I went there. Anyway. I, I'm
1: still here. Don't worry.
0: Barely. Probably nobody else is, but that's okay. Now let's get back to these uh, these questions. What I want to say quickly before we get into them is that when it comes to non-toxic living, there are some people who are extremely strict and diligent and will tell you not to ever touch any toxin ever and just completely change your whole environment, buy all new products, make your own, all this stuff. I am not that person. I think that this is really important. It's something that I have done my absolute best to do in my own life. And it is something that I think all of you should start paying attention to and do your best and start making some changes here and there. But I am not the most strict ever there's no way any of us are not going to come in contact with chemicals and toxins and things that could be potentially harmful to our bodies and our health. There's just no way. That's not the world we live in today. So I think making some small changes can do some really good, big things to improve your health and longevity, but take it for what it's worth. If you do want something that's a little bit more diligent and more strict I can point you to that direction. Let me know. But we're going to be somewhere in the middle here on this episode to not overwhelm people that haven't ever done this or even ever thought about it and are still using like bright orange cleaners. (laughs) We're going to take that easy step. Those steps are really important and then kind of go from there. So I did want to just say that, first of all.
1: Sounds a, a lot like your eating philosophy.
0: Isn't that just the case with everything that maybe we don't have to be like super crazy, insanely strict to make some really good positive changes? It doesn't have to be all or nothing. I
1: feel like it's just being aware and making mindful choices.
0: Yes. And doing what you can with what you know and what you have and the resources available And listening to your body. If you are using something and it makes your skin break out, hey, maybe don't use that, right? Like it's really obvious too when you are using a chemical substance and it doesn't work for you, or even like for me, when I started making these changes, then I would go past the aisle with all the like fragrances and like the air scents and all that stuff. I could not take it. Like I had finally gotten my body detoxified from all those fragrances. And now I like cannot stand anything with a fragrance. So you might be noticing that too, where even if you have the car air fresheners, they're so bad.
1: I haven't been to the mall in like years, but I cannot imagine working at a place like Bath and Body Works where they just constantly oh have stuff in the air. Like I, I would love to survey people who've worked there for like 20 years if there is such a thing. And see if they have cancer or something.
0: Right. Oh, man. The side effects from that. I know. It's so true. So you'll also notice as you start making these changes that you do react to certain things or you can tell when things are toxic or you should be staying away from them. It's very similar to what you do with your diet. When you clean up your diet, then you eat something like if you have some Cheetos or something that you haven't had in months, and then you feel like crap afterwards. Whereas you were having Cheetos every day and weren't noticing anything, it really does take your body just a very short period of time to readjust. And then you'll start noticing these things. So what I want to go through quickly, I think, I mean, it, it's so hard. Like, honestly, we could have an entire podcast, not episode, but an entire podcast with hundreds of episodes about non-toxic living and about the chemicals that are in things we use every single day and about how the U.S. does very little to regulate anything. So we live in a really toxic country and there's no regulation or very little regulation. We could talk about that all day, every day for a very long time, which we're not going to do here because I do want to get to these questions. But I do want to highlight some of the, I guess, most common Toxins and chemicals that are used in our products, whether they're cleaning products or beauty products, things that you're a lot of you are using every single day. I want to just highlight a few. I think there's like six or seven here that are known to be very toxic and harmful to your health. The first one, parabens parabens are widely used as preservatives in cosmetics and they may disrupt the endocrine system and cause reproductive and developmental disorders the next one are phthalates which is very confusing because it starts with a ph that does not make a sound say that again phthalates phthalates phthalates, phthalates. ph is oh, it's not phthalate. there okay <laughs> cuz it's ph th very confusing oh, wow. Phthalates. A growing number of studies indicate that the chemical family of phthalates damages the male reproductive system. They also have been linked to an increased risk of breast cancer, early breast development in girls, and reproductive birth defects in males and females. Everyone should also avoid products with quote-unquote fragrance because that indicates a chemical mixture that may contain phthalates. So fragrance isn't just like they put in something that smells good. It's often a mixture of chemicals that there is no regulation that this fragrance has to disclose what is actually creating the fragrance. So be aware of that. A lot of them contain phthalates, triclosan, affects thyroid function and proper functioning of reproductive hormones. This is mainly found in cleaning products. Starting to see a trend here. Actually, it might be triclosan. I don't know how to pronounce any of these, FYI, everybody. So just, (laughs) you know, doing the best I can here. The next one, vitamin A compounds, which looks like retinol palmitate, retinol acetate, and retinol. Vitamin A, while it is an essential nutrient, is not necessarily safe for use on skin. Studies show that when applied to sun-exposed skin, these compounds can increase skin sensitivity. Sunlight breaks down vitamin A to produce toxic-free radicals that can damage DNA. They are used in sunscreens, skin lotions, lip products, and makeup. Sodium lauryl sulfate, or SLS, it is an additive that allows cleansing products to foam it has been linked to cancer, neurotoxicity, organ toxicity, skin irritation, and endocrine disruption. Again, with that endocrine system. Oh, I tell you, man, you know, the thing though, a good lather. Oh, I just
1: love but a yeah, good lather. I mean,
0: yeah, that foaming really does help to make you feel clean, but it's also doing some major damage. Dang. It's present in most body washes, soaps, shampoos, toothpaste, and laundry detergent. All those things we like to have foam. Look mm-hmm. at that. It's not actually foaming because it's soap, which is a little scary. It's Hmm. not the soap that's foaming. Synthetic colors, they start with F, D, and C and then have some sort of color and number. These are suspected to be a human carcinogen, a skin irritant, and are linked to ADHD in children. The European classification and labeling considers it a human carcinogen and the European Union has banned it, which I think... You know, there's another country doing something. We should maybe do that. Well, so
1: this is stuff that's like it's in food too, right? Like mm-hmm. how they've banned mac and cheese or the coloring, the yellow dye in of mac, mac and, and cheese, cheese right? In the EU, yeah. Ugh, gross. Yeah, I
0: mean anything that other countries are doing, it makes me very leery. And then you know the U.S. just sits here and doesn't do anything, which is scary. And then the last one, sunscreen chemicals, which there is a list of sunscreen chemicals that I cannot pronounce any one of them. So I'm not even going to try. But in typical sunscreens, they are endocrine disruptors and are believed to be easily absorbed into the body. They may also cause cellular damage and cancer in the body. So this is like your standard sunscreen, which now there are a lot of alternatives in a more natural realm. So those are the ones that I think are most common to be in some of your products and obviously most harmful. A lot of that stuff, you can see toxicity, but also really messing with your endocrine system, which is not good, as we know, especially as women, most of us are trying to heal and balance out our hormones and we could be using products that are making that impossible. So keep that in mind as we go through these questions that really that is one of my biggest concerns and why I made such a big deal about switching to non-toxic products as much as I possibly could was because I needed my hormones to balance out. I was having major hormonal issues at the time, and I don't have them anymore. I think it was a combination of many things, but I think changing over my products really helped with that, helped it along. All right, let's get to the questions.
1: All right, we have a good one from Laura to kick this off. She'd love a ranking system of which products are the most important to switch first.
0: Yeah, I love, love this question because as I said You may even after that intro want to be switching everything all at once, but it can be super overwhelming and really expensive. So I think it is important to remind you that it doesn't all have to be done at once, that you can take your time with this stuff and any little bit helps so much. Getting a little bit of a ranking system here is going to help you know where to start looking as soon as this podcast is over. Some of you might be already looking in your pantry and all your cupboards now while we're talking about this. The first I think is with your food. So what we want to think about is what is closest to you and your body? What are you ingesting? What are you absorbing? most frequently. So for most of us, and this is something we've talked about a lot here on the Keto for Women show already, a lot of you have already done this or are currently doing this, cleaning up your food, getting into a more organic way of living with your food produce being organic, staying away from the processed packaged foods, especially those ones with those chemical color additives, staying away from those. Yeah,
1: well, you didn't even go through the list of the handful of chemicals banned in the EU that are just food specific chemicals. Again,
0: another thing where the European Union has done something about these chemicals that used to be in their food, they've banned a lot of chemicals. Do you know how many?
1: Well, I just know that there are eight that we still continue to use that they do not. Okay. Well, and what's so frustrating is all of these companies, many of which are U.S.-based, have had to create EU-specific versions Mm -hmm. of those
0: foods and still sell the crappy version here in the U.S. Yeah, so we still have orange mac and cheese, and they don't. (laughs) Right. Bright yellow, orange, electric, Staying away from all that stuff, of course, this is what you ingest. This is what is going into your body on a very regular basis. It's what your liver is working to detoxify as quickly as possible. That puts a lot of burden on your liver, of course. So the more that we can clean up in our food supply, the better. And I know that it is hard and expensive to go... Totally organic. I know that, but there is the clean 15 and the dirty dozen. Really just make sure those dirty dozen are out of your fridge and out of your life. And it's going to be worth it to either pay a little bit more money for those dirty dozen or wait until they're in season because if when they're in season even the organic produce is going to be cheap. Hopefully there's a good, you know, it's a good season, an abundant season and there's lots of produce whatever it is that you're looking for and even the good organic, even local ones will be on sale quite often. So be on the lookout for that. How would you prioritize
1: your meat purchases then?
0: I think it's up to the person. So I've talked about this before. We've had a question about this like, what if I can't afford Butcher Box or something like that all the time? And I totally get it. However, I have noticed, and I want to do a blog post about this. I don't think it really is that much more when it all breaks down to get ButcherBox, especially it being delivered and it being all the highest quality. I really don't see that much of a price difference, but I do want to do a blog post about that. But I would say do what you can. Again, find what's on sale. I think it's very common now to be able to find grass-fed, grass-finished beef. That's a relatively good deal. I think getting organic at minimum for your chicken and your turkey would be important too, because you are eating what they ate. And so you're still getting byproducts of those chemicals and toxins if they didn't eat organic. So keep that in mind. But again, it's always going to be doing... The best you can and what you eat most of. If you eat primarily meat, like if you're carnivore, then yeah, spend the money to do that. If you are like me and eat a ton of vegetables, then it's really important to get organic veggies. So it totally depends on the person and their budget, of course. But one more thing to say, personally... I think of the downstream effects of this, it's hard to, of course, quantify, but if I can not have to go on medications or not have to go to an extra doctor's visit or something 10, 20, 30 years down the road, because I did spend the money on this organic produce and these high quality meats, then it balances out. Yeah. That's a good way to think about it. All right. And then the next one, so food first, that also includes water, probably more importantly, honestly. Yeah, that
1: actually is another good place to invest. I would I mean, say it's a, a really good water filter.
0: Think about how much water mm-hmm. we are drinking mm-hmm. every single day. And if you're just getting it out of the tap, then there's a good chance that it contains all kinds of chemicals, all kinds of heavy metals, really something to consider. You can get a water purifier pretty cheaply these days. I really like the Aquasana. I've recommended that a few times here on the show We'll link to this. We'll link to everything that I recommend in the show notes. It'll make it a lot easier than trying to tell you where to go now. So we'll link to all this in the show notes, but I really like Aquasana. You can even get water delivery. But again, with your budget and what you find important, do the very, very best you can. If you can do something like a step above a Brita, that would be great. So Brita's... You know, it takes away some things, but there's still a lot left in there when it goes through that filtration process. If you can find one step above that as a place to start, that would be great. Now, the next thing that you use the most and is closest to your body is is your skin. What are you putting on your skin? It is the largest, most absorbent organ you have. So we really need to think about it. I mean, anything you are putting on your skin, whether it's moisturizer, soap, shampoo, anything that is touching your skin, you need to strongly consider and really look at the products you're using and see what you can do. We'll talk about some of that coming up, but start now. Go through everything in your bathroom, check the labels, and just see how you're doing. And if there's something, if you're almost out of shampoo, maybe the next time you buy something, it could be with a little bit more care and concern for the ingredients. And then after that, I say laundry, because laundry is going to touch your skin. Your clothes touch your skin. Your sheets touch your skin. What are you using to clean the things that are going on to your skin? And the same thing with cleaning products. It touches your skin, plus you're inhaling, so it's getting into your environment, your air, your home environment. So I think that is next important. And then your life, cleaning up your life, the toxic people from your life. Oh, snap. Which we're going to talk about. I mean, that could be anywhere. It depends on how toxic these people are. That could be the first thing before your food. I didn't know where you were going to go with this. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, People are toxic. That's true. Very, very toxic. That needs to fit in there too. So that is my ranking system. Start with your food, then go to your skin, which includes makeup also. Then go to laundry, then cleaning supplies, which those could kind of be grouped together if you can. And then your life. And also I will say there are other things, of course, beyond this list, but also your fabrics and stuff too are really important. Like your sheets, things that you're touching a lot, start looking into getting organic fabrics in your life as well. It's kind of like the long-term view, like mattress, Mm -hmm. those kind of things you don't buy very often. And this is exactly what I did when I made the switch. The biggest reason why I did this was when I realized that my body was totally overburdened with mold. My liver was overworking itself trying to get rid of mold. So I needed to try to clean up my environment as much as possible. And I went 100% all out. Like I did not have any chemicals in my house whatsoever. I really worked hard at this and it really wasn't difficult. It was pretty easy. And I'm going to go through some of the things later that I did. This is the steps I took, the food, the skin, the laundry, And then I got the mattress and the sheets. Like that was kind of, you know, that step a few months down the road. So you were like clean Slater. Very much so. Okay, I was, I just wanted to feel better. I was so worried about my liver. So for me,
1: I would say start to finish. And I guess it's never finished completely, but my process took probably five years of slowly, yeah, finding the stuff. I mean, it takes a long time to find, you know, a, a good shampoo that you like and, lotion that you enjoy and Mm -hmm. i don't know it was a long process to switch everything
0: and for me i was willing to have ugly hair and terribly (laughs) dry skin just to get those toxins out because i was so worried that it was damaging my health i was so desperate so it can be we have two different places here you can be all in right now right away like go to the store as soon as we get done here or you can be like kristen and take a while either one is totally fine no big deal i'm a researcher Yes, that is true. All right, let's move on.
1: Okay, so any recommendations on affordable natural personal care products?
0: Yeah, so this is a big one. I think personal care products in itself is huge. I'm thinking, you know, lotions, soaps, shampoos, conditioners, makeup, face creams, deodorant, deodorant, all that stuff, which is a huge, huge thing. Of course, you know, we love Primally Pure, especially the deodorant. Their face oils are amazing. Their cleansing oil is so great for the face. I love that. But, you know, it it is a higher end option. The one thing I will say, the caveat there is that with natural products, you use a lot less. You don't have to use as much. I've been using the same cleansing oil from them for like six months. (laughs) It really lasts a long time. Same thing with the deodorant. You only need a few swipes. So you're Again, it's lasting you like six months before you have to get more. So that's the one thing where it does seem like an initial investment, but then it really takes a long time to get through. So you're only making that investment, you know, pretty seldom a couple times a year. But what I will say is, and this kind of goes for everything we're going to talk about today. There are some amazing products that are very, very clean, just out on the market today, out on the store shelves at natural grocers or Sprouts or Whole Foods.
1: Yeah. Great stuff. In the last year, I have seen such a huge shift in that entire department, like the cosmetic department of grocery stores Mm -hmm. well and it's like when we switched to using primarily pure deodorant there really was nothing you could buy in a store you had to order it online and now there's all sorts of choices that you can just walk to the store and buy right Mm -hmm. there i can't I i can't
0: vouch for if they're good or not but they're there Well, and that's one thing we need to bring up right here, right now, because this will take away all of your concerns, your woes, not knowing what to do, what to buy, what's actually good, what chemicals to look out for, and ingredients are good or bad. Go to ewg.org. That's all you have to do. I think there's even an app. Kristen, am I right?
1: Oh yeah. Yeah. It's called healthy living. Okay. That's the one by the EWG. And then there's another one called think dirty. Both of them are the kind of app where you open it up and it's got a barcode scanner. So while you're in the store, you can scan the product you're interested in and it'll pull it up with a rating and everything show you give it kind of like a rating on a scale of how toxic
0: it is or not which ingredients are questionable it's great this is what i did is exactly what i did i know it's what Kristen did too because i don't know i look at a label and they're still like foreign to me i don't know what these things are and so i trust ewg It's the Environmental Working Group. I trust them and their ranking system that goes from 1 to 10, I believe. If you can stick with a 1 or 2, it'll be green, so you know it's good, go. 1 or 2 on their scale, you'll know that you're doing a safe, good thing for your body, and that product is a good one to try. So if you're looking at the EWG and say you're at Sprouts, for example, or some sort of natural health market, You can find the products from Alafia, Everyone, Acure, the EO brand, and Dr. Bronner's. Those are all ones that I use quite often. They all have a one or two in the EWG ranking scale. Really good products. Like They really, really work and they're not expensive. I mean, yeah, they might be more than Suave brand or something like that that you can find at Target or Walmart, but they're really not that expensive, especially for how long they last, how good they are, how clean they are. And of course that they're not hurting your health. Right. So I really think you don't have to spend hundreds of dollars. And I think right now is where I kind of have to break in and make my little bit of a beauty counter rant because of, I don't have a rant actually, please beauty counter people. I know there's a bunch of you out there. Don't hate me. I think beauty counter is great. I use your products of course, but it is super expensive it is really expensive their makeup is awesome but it's pricey all of their face creams and balms and cleansers all that stuff it's great but it's pricey so i just feel that these products that are on the store shelves that aren't getting quite the marketing are just as good and a lot cheaper for those that can't afford to go beauty counter all the time. So I just want to keep that. And of course, if there's someone out there who's selling beauty counter and they only use beauty counter and only recommend beauty counter, be wary of those people because of course there are just as good products out there at the store.
1: Well, you bring up a good point because while I really support beauty counters mission, I've tried maybe four or five beauty counter products and three out of those I had an allergic reaction to. Mm-hmm. So just remember, it's just like food. So even though something may be non-toxic or natural or good for you, it does not mean your body is going to like it necessarily, mm-hmm. especially things with essential oils. Essential oils can be very irritating yes. to the skin. So as a reminder, try something like try a little patch of skin or something before rubbing it all over your body. And just remember, it may not work for you even if it's good for you.
0: And there are other options. So right. there's more than just Beauty Counter out there. I know they are doing great work. And they have a really good message, but there are other options. So you have to find what's best for you. And maybe it is Beauty Counter and that's amazing. And it's, they're wonderful products, but you can also kind of mix and match too. Use Beauty Counter for what you need there, mm-hmm. but then don't be afraid of the other stuff coming out at Whole Foods because that stuff really is great too. And EWG will guide you. So get those apps yes. and you will have no problem. You can shop right there mm-hmm. and no, right then yes. and there.
1: The apps are necessary. Unlike food where you really can, you look at the ingredient list and if it's some weird word, you know, it's not good. Like, it's a different ball game for cosmetics and skincare stuff because there's still even things that are quote unquote natural still have mm-hmm. weird Like I can't even pronounce some of them still. So I can't tell the difference between good or bad. So these apps are necessary.
0: Yes. And then the other thing I want to say, last thing about the natural personal care products, make your own. When I first started this, I made my own. I had an entire giant tub of coconut oil that was strictly for my bathroom and my skincare use. And I just started there just so that I had something. You can get, obviously, a giant tub of coconut oil for very cheap and use that as your skin cream. I used it as my cleanser, my face cleanser. It works so well. It takes makeup off so well.
1: Oh, I hate coconut
0: oil. (laughs) Well, the problem is, eventually, I got really sick of the... Like, I always smelled like coconut oil. And so that didn't last that long because eventually, you just will get sick of that. But it's a good place to start if you have no money... Cannot make any more investment in this, but want to get rid of those products. Coconut oil is great. Jojoba is what I now use on my face. I have a kind of DIY face blend, which I'm going to put on my website here shortly, within the next month or so. You can use essential oils and blend those up. Again, be sure that they work for you. There are essential oils that even though they come from plants and foods and things like that, they can still be irritating to certain people. So make sure you're testing those out, but you can add those to things to make your own little fun blends. It doesn't have to be from a store. You can do a lot. There's all kinds of websites out there that are DIY personal care products that are non-toxic.
1: DIY and trial and error.
0: Let me take just a minute to introduce this episode's sponsor, Green Chef. Green Chef delivers all the ingredients you need to make a delicious, healthy meal right to your doorstep. Green Chef is a USDA-certified organic company that makes eating well easy and affordable with plans to fit every kind of lifestyle. Those meal plans include things like keto, of course, paleo, vegan and vegetarian, pescatarian, gluten-free, and omnivore. What I like best about Green Chef, which goes right in line with this episode's topic, is their focus on high quality, sustainably sourced ingredients that you can trust. They work with farms to seasonally source their ingredients for peak freshness and use a variety of organic ingredients in every meal. Recipes are quick and easy with step-by-step instructions, chef tips, and photos to guide you along the way. Everything is handpicked and delivered right to your door. Ingredients come pre-measured, perfectly proportioned, and mostly prepped. I had the best experience with my Green Chef meals. I was so beyond pleasantly surprised with the entire process. I couldn't believe how fresh everything came, how nicely everything was packaged to make sure nothing got damaged, how easy the instructions were to follow, and of course, how delicious the meals were. That was the biggest thing there, right? Our favorite was the sausage and beet salad. It came with hard boiled eggs, roasted pine nuts, and this awesome olive oil based dressing. Green Chef thinks of every tiny detail. It is the perfect solution for the person who does not like to cook, doesn't know how to cook, but wants to eat healthier and stop relying on takeout so much. It's also wonderful for the busy family who doesn't have time to go to the grocery store for fresh ingredients, let alone try to cook this awesome meal for the family. Or if you're like my partner and I, it's great for the couple who wants to try new recipes and make this fun date night out of cooking our meals, which is what we did with our Green Chef recipes. Right now, Green Chef is offering Keto for Women listeners $25 off their first three Green Chef boxes. So that's a total of $75 off, which is such a great deal for these Green Chef meals. To get your $75 off, which is $25 of each of your first three boxes, go to greenchef.us slash keto, the number for women 75. That's greenchef.us slash keto, the number four women 75 to get your $75 off your first three boxes. You will love your new meals.
1: All right. Next up from Stephanie, best products for non-toxic cooking and
0: food storage. Ooh, I love this question so much. Again, this is something that I completely wiped out. As soon as I knew that basically my body was toxic, I was like, all right, I'm starting over, starting from scratch. I personally got a cast iron skillet because that is one of the best ones. And we'll go over that in just a second. But what I first want to talk about is what not to use. So the common nonstick cookware, which is like that black, shiny, sparkly stuff is what it's most commonly looks like. Those are made of perfluorinated chemicals, otherwise known as PFCs. PFCs have been linked with low birth weight, smaller size in infants, elevated cholesterol, abnormal thyroid hormone levels, liver inflammation, and a weakened immune system. So be wary of those nonstick cookware items.
1: This is a good point to interject that our approach, as in our, as in the U.S., approach is innocent until proven guilty when it comes to chemicals in food, in products, and anything. Mm-hmm. So this is why... Before we talked about the EU banning stuff and it's still legal here in the U.S. And that's because our approach is kind of crappy in that we allow whatever until it's proven that it it causes some sort of issue or cancer or disease. And even just
0: being linked isn't enough. It's like it needs 30 Thousand different <laughs> studies. Or Double something. blind, placebo, blah, blah, blah for 30 years. And even then, we're just going to turn a blind eye for a while. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So be wary, of course. Now, things that you can use cast iron, like I mentioned, I think is really great. The only reason I would say not to is if you know you have high iron levels or you have had that in the past and you have issues with high iron, then don't go there because of course it's cast iron. It's going to leach some iron into your food, which for most of us is fine and even good because a lot of us, especially women, are low in iron. So it's actually great. But if your iron levels are high, you may want to steer clear But then in that case, you can use enamel coated cast iron, which is like those Le Creuset I want those so bad. Someday I'm just going to totally get rid of everything I have and only use those.
1: Really? Why do you want them? Like They're so might, cute. Makes them cool. Oh, because they're cute. <laughs> yeah. Okay.
0: They come in all different colors, like every color under the sun. They are so cute and they work really well. But with the enamel coating, you also don't even get the iron that it could yeah. be leaching in. So they're very, very safe.
1: Yeah. Y'all, I've seen these at TJ Maxx and Marshalls. Okay, well, that's good. I'm going
0: to go right now and get me some. (laughs) Uh, But then you can also go stainless steel. They do have the potential to leach some nickel and chromium into food, which is going to be minor, won't be a problem for most people. But if you can find stainless steel with an 18 slash 8 or an 18 slash 10 stamped on it, that is the least likely to have any leaching going on and will be pretty darn safe. And then Lastly, of course, is the super safe glass.
1: Glass is so safe. (laughs) Super safe unless
0: you pull it out of the oven and put it on a cold countertop. Don't do that. Yes, be aware of that. But other than that, glass is the winner all the time. Just get some really good thick glass. Which brings me to my point about food storage, which is just go glass. Get some Pyrex I. Adore my pyrex i will only ever use pyrex again for food storage they're thick they're hearty they don't ever break occasionally you have to replace the lids because the lids will break but they're so nice they're stackable i just love them i love them so much you can even bake in them if you want to so that is what i recommend for your food storage
1: cool all right moving right along Hmm. Linda, am I better off not stressing about the toxicity of everything?
0: Yeah, so this (laughs) is a really good point. And I would say yes, to some degree, for sure. Because what stress is toxic, stress is even more toxic than any of the things we're mentioning, I would say, especially if you are really freaking out about this and everything you pick up, you wonder if it's toxic or not. Just chill out about it. So I think this is where it's really nice to just know that you can take as much time as you need, that you don't need to do everything perfectly, that no matter what, you're still going to come into contact with chemicals and toxins, and you're still probably going to use some toxic products, and that's okay. It's just really remembering how good even the littlest change can be for your body. So think about it that way. Take one thing at a time. I think that list at the beginning, if you just want to think about your food right now, that's cool. Maybe it's just worrying about the produce right now. Then you move on to the meat, just take it in bite-sized chunks. And also I think it's important to note that our bodies are okay with toxicity and chemicals. That's why we have a liver. It is able to detoxify. It's just that now we've gotten totally overburdened because there's chemicals and toxins everywhere and that's the problem where as that wasn't the case back when we were created as humans, so that wasn't an issue. That's where we need to know that we don't have to be perfect and we will still be doing good for our health. Our bodies are fine. Hopefully that puts a little bit less stress on you and If you ever feel stressed about this, take it down a notch. No big deal.
1: Yeah. I mean, control what you can and there's a ton that you can't. And just remember that because Mm -hmm. we all walk outside and breathe the air, which is full of toxins. Mm -hmm. You might go into a job where the carpet is off gassing. That's out of your control. So if you can make efforts towards a non-toxic living and what you can control, then it it helps kind of offset the stuff that you can't control. I mean, it's really the same thing with
0: our food. It's the same thing we say. If it gets too stressful to diet perfectly, which it is just in general for everybody, just don't let any of this be stressful. Just do what's best for you and your body in as much as you can.
1: I just, I feel good. I look back five, 10 years ago and I think about Mm -hmm. how I was living and then I think about the effort that I make today. And yeah, it's not perfect. And yeah, I sometimes still use plastic and stuff like that. But compared to where I was, I mean, I'm happy. I'm mm-hmm. proud of myself. Right. So all you can do is make little efforts. Look at that. Yeah. All right. Moving on. All right. Heidi, what's the best way to remove mold from your house?
0: Yeah, that's, that's s- tricky. Such a hard question because the only answer I can tell you is you have to have a professional company do it and it's probably going to cost a, a decent chunk of change. Does it depend on the type of mold? It depends on the type of mold. Yes, but you don't want to take the chance of it. You don't want to just assume it's like some no big deal mold and like start pouring bleach on it or using some comet or something like that to try to get rid of it. You have to take all of it seriously and they'll let you know if it's a good professional company, they will let you know what type of mold it is, how, if it's something you can take care of or if it's something they should take care of. But if it is toxic, which many, many, many molds are... The company that you hire should put up barriers around the mold so that it cannot get into any other portion of your house. And they will use negative air machines to make sure that it does not go anywhere, that those mold spores, as they start ripping it out and breaking it up, do not go anywhere else. So they will really, really, really contain it. If there's any company that wants to just pour some sort of chemical on it or something like that, run in the other direction that will not do it you have to remove it and you have to do so properly and it has to be very 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 well contained like they will be wearing suits and everything it is a big process do
1: you have any tips for Heidi on how to find someone that's legit I think
0: the best thing is to of course google people in your area and then call them and interview them call them and ask them what their process is if they find toxic mold in a house. And that's exactly what they should say. They should say negative air machines. They should say they won't use any chemicals or any treatments on it, but they will just get it out. They will completely remove it. So, but you have to do the work. Don't just take the first person that comes up on Google. And if you know any mold You know, I have a Facebook community around here in this area that is mold related, like toxic mold exposure. And I asked them there what a good company was. So there'll be others that will know for sure how to do it correctly. But yeah, it's unfortunately not as simple as just putting something bleach on it and pretending it doesn't exist.
1: Okay, cool.
0: Unfortunately. Good luck, Heidi. Yes.
1: All right. Amanda wants to know, is plastic okay to use if you don't heat it?
0: Yeah, this is such an interesting question because I mean, plastic isn't great, but then there's so much conflicting information out there. It's like, we don't really know how bad it is, if it's even really that bad, if we need to worry about it. And even if it is, there's so much plastic everywhere. It's impossible to get rid of it all or to stay away from it all. So it's like, what do you do in this case where you don't really exactly even know how bad it is or or what could be going on? We do know the BPA, everyone knows about that now. A lot of plastics don't have BPA now, but there are some that still do. It's known to disrupt hormones and can mimic the effects of estrogen in the body, leading to weight gain and hormone imbalance. So we know we want to stay away from BPA. And that's actually pretty easy to do now because you know lots of things now say BPA free. Like All Also, a lot of them have other chemicals known to be endocrine disruptors. Again, does that happen only when they're heated? Is it only certain types of plastic? There's a lot that we still don't totally know. What I dislike about plastic is how bad it is for the environment. That's what I really try to use reusable things as much as I can. I use glass as much as I can. Here in Boulder, we don't even use plastic bags at stores or anything like that. We haven't for years now, I think, probably five or six years. Oh, I don't think it's that long. Really? A couple, maybe two years. We have to pay to get plastic bags. It's 10 cents a bag. So everyone brings their own reusable bags. I think that's a really easy thing to do when it comes to plastic. But plastic takes a long time to break down. It can take up to a thousand years to break down. So just think about that in terms of the environment and maybe it'll make you think twice about using plastic at all to Amanda's question. Cause I got onto a tangent. Is it okay to use if you don't heat it? I mean, sure. If, if it is that point where it's like, this is all I have to store this thing in the fridge, I'm just going to use it. Then that's cool. And then put it into something else before you heat it. But it's also a really easy switch to use glass.
1: Yeah. I don't have answers to these questions I'm about to ask, but like what happens to plastic when you need to say you store it in the fridge and you don't heat it in the microwave or something, but you need to wash it, Do you wash it in hot water. Do you put it in the dishwasher? That's hot? hot. Like mm-hmm. once you put uh, plastic in hot or freezing is, does the same as well. If you put it in the freezer and that plastic starts to leach, like how long does it leach for? And if you put food into some kind of plastic that's been in the dishwasher but has cooled since, like, is that
0: bad? Mm -hmm. You know, I I don't know enough about. Well, and I don't think anybody really does. There's still so much out there that we don't know. That this is where for me, and this is the case with everything with that I've talked about with food and all this stuff in the Keto for Women show years. If there's something that I don't know for certain, I'm just not going to do it. I'm just yeah, better be safe than sorry. I'm going to stay away as much as possible. Again. I have plastic all around me, even right now. There's plastic everywhere. But if I can at least make that non-issue happen around my food and things I'm ingesting and using frequently, and especially because it's so easy to just get some Pyrex and put your food in there,
1: mm-hmm.
0: super easy thing to do. But also, just as a side note, bring your reusable bags to the store. <laughs> PSA. <laughs> yeah, It makes such a big difference. Yeah. Right. All right. Let's move on.
1: Okay. Well, it's this time of year, so this is a good question from Kara. Is there anything to get rid of mosquitoes besides DEET?
0: There are things. Yes, they are all actually, at least most of them, I think, are essential oils known to be really good at keeping the mosquitoes at bay. Now, I will say it totally depends, I think, on where you are, where you live, where you're staying, where you're visiting, whatever, because I've tried using natural when I was in Belize and that did not matter. (laughs) (laughs) They couldn't care less. The place has insane mosquitoes huh? and we had to use D that was the only way to even go outside so unfortunately and the same thing actually when I was in Bolivia same exact thing so there are places in the world I think that mosquitoes do not care but if you're just in a place that it has normal amounts of mosquitoes and you're just trying to make sure you don't get a bite then you can use essential oils like lemon eucalyptus is very effective lavender cinnamon thyme citronella, of course, which we all know mainly because of the candles, and tea tree are all really good at repelling mosquitoes. And probably some combination of that would be great. So if you already have essential oils, you can try to make your own. There are some natural ones out there, of course, too. Again, you can go to ewg.org and get a list of those, which is really nice. And if you're just vacationing in Belize and need to use some DEET, use it. And you'll be fine. Your body can detox from that once in a blue moon time that you need to use DEET or something that contains DEET, something that actually works. It's okay. Your body will get rid of that and you'll be fine. Just don't make it obviously like an everyday thing. Yeah.
1: Well, it's like you said at the top of
0: the show, frequency
1: is one of the Mm -hmm. variables here. Yes, of course. All right, let's go with Jesse. Jesse, what are good brands of dish and laundry soap? Just found out that my naturals have
0: SLS. Yes, and SLS was one of those ones I talked about up top at the beginning of the episode. I have a few brands that I really like. Again, EWG.org or that were the names of the apps again. Healthy Living and Think Dirty. Yes, use those when you're out looking at the store. But I really, really love BioClean. I use BioClean for everything. For carpet stains too, uh, BioClean is amazing. Highly recommend. With a K. Bio, K-L-E-E-N. Again, we'll have all this stuff linked in the show notes. BioClean, I love for anything like that. Branch Basics, I'm still finding out more about Branch Basics. I just got their cleaning products. So using that and making sure I really, really love it before I tell you guys more. But so far, so good. Branch Basics is an option. Ecos is also great. Something you can find on the stores pretty much everywhere. And Seventh Generation, I also love too. Again, something you can find very widely in stores.
1: I'm going to put a little... Caveat out there about so this is why I love the apps again I'm like pushing these apps but so for example with Ecos some of the products are good they're in the green and some of the products are yellow and red which Mm -hmm. is like medium like maybe avoid red definitely avoid so case in point be sure to scan sometimes I think it's the product sometimes I think it's even the scent in Mm -hmm. this it's like the same line but a different scent not to make things like more complicated but be aware.
0: And we should also mention that for cleaning products in general, making your own is really great too. Use some vinegar, use some essential oils. It's so easy and really works. What's that scene in, oh, what's that, My Big Fat Greek Wedding where it's like Windex fixes everything. Yes. I, that's how I feel about vinegar. Vinegar really fixes everything. It really does. And then use some essential oils just so it doesn't smell so bad. You're golden. It really does really make things shine. That's for sure. (laughs) If you have stainless steel, use some vinegar and water. It's that easy. All right. Moving on to Hannah. All right. Do you have any tips for washing raw
1: meat off cutting boards and knives? I use bleach because I'm paranoid.
0: Yes. This is a big, big, big one, especially when I talk about non-toxic cleaning products, because people don't understand how you kill germs and bacteria. Without using these toxic products, which I totally understand. But there is a common misknowledge, I guess, out there about using bleach and things like that to kill bacteria. It is actually not best to kill bacteria because you can create super bugs that are resistant to these methods of trying to kill bacteria. We don't want to kill it because it's just going to make them stronger. Instead, we just want to remove. We want to get rid of them. We want to remove them. And the best way to remove them is just with natural soap and a hot Water combo. Just your good natural soaps that we talked about above with hot water will do to get rid of the bacteria and not try to kill them. And then, if you do want, you know, if you have things like cutting boards where raw meat has been and you want to take it the extra mile, you can use a natural disinfectant like the vinegar we talked about or hydrogen peroxide. Both of those will work for those tougher problems when you've had some raw meat around and you're paranoid. Get out the white vinegar or hydrogen peroxide not together because they create some sort of not good situation, chemical chemistry. Science class. Yes. We don't want that, but you can use one or the other to use as a natural disinfectant. So I think that hopefully just puts some perspective on what we're trying to do. And actually all this use of these antibacterials, antimicrobials, all that stuff is just making it worse for all of us because now we get worse and worse and worse strains of bacteria present. So just get rid of them. Just wash them away. Just wipe them away. Don't try to make superbugs, please. We don't need (laughs) superbugs. Hopefully that makes everybody feel a little bit better. All right. Last question for today.
1: Cool. We have one in from
0: Kate has an interesting
1: spin on this. She wants to talk about how to not fall prey to a toxic and negative work environment. How can I disconnect from a toxic environment that I otherwise enjoy?
0: Yes, and Kate sent me this in a direct message on Instagram and wanted to know if this could be included in the toxic and non-toxic environments. And I thought it was great. It's a really good point. I brought it up in the beginning that you have to detoxify your entire life, which may include people. And your work environment is a really good example of this. So I don't have a ton of backstory, but we have enough to know that Kate supervises or is in charge of a group of ladies and they tend to go to her with their complaints, their drama about each other. She Mm. just gets involved in a lot of the negativity and drama going on in her coworkers because she's the supervisor and she wants to continue her job. She loves it but doesn't love this part of it.
1: Yeah. Well, I think this is so great that she brought this up because it's applicable to so many situations, even besides work. So you could have maybe a toxic relative Mm -hmm. like your mother-in-law or a sibling or, I mean, there's so many situations in life where I feel like. Relationship, like like your own relationship, That's a huge one where you just kind of suck it up and deal with it when you shouldn't.
0: Mhm. Right? Yeah, exactly.
1: Well, and Sean, you're I know you're into the energetic stuff and I know Kate was wondering how could she disconnect from it and I don't know. I don't know if that's possible. I think maybe you could use that as a band-aid solution, but I think the energy
0: is still there. So, what else could she try? I mean, it kind of depends. I think you have a couple different paths to go. Of course, getting out of the environment is one but obviously that doesn't seem like something she wants to do she likes her job still so you can't necessarily quit although if you don't like your job and you don't like the people around it find another job and i know you have experience with that
1: yeah and i i ended up taking the quitting route because it was you know for me that kind of stuff manifests physically so once i started to have some health issues i thought man i have to just get out of this and quite frankly i don't know for kate but in a lot of situations that kind of a toxic environment in the office is deeply rooted in the culture. And it's very hard to change. And if you're working with people who legit like to gossip and are just into the drama, you're gonna have a hard time changing that. So I think it is it's good for her to be aware of it and to take it seriously. And you know, my question back to her would be if you you know, if you do enjoy this job, like you say, if you could find a similar job elsewhere that's in a better environment, would you enjoy it even? Mm more.
0: Yeah, true. I mean, it is, I don't know what her job is, but maybe it is possible that there is something else out there that's very similar, but a better culture because yes, it is always baked in and it is hard to get out of. But for now, you being in the situation that you're in, I would suggest, I mean, really, I don't really know what else to do. And this is the case with pretty much anyone in your life that's toxic. You can either steer clear as much as possible, or you can try to talk to them and let them know how you're feeling. Let them know you don't want to be a part of their drama or when they bring up such and such type of scenario or topic, you don't want to talk about that with them. I mean, it's a hard conversation to have, but it's also even harder on your body and your soul and your spirit and everything to be around these people. So it may be worth that hard conversation that, you know, in order to get to where you want to be with your non-toxic environment. So in Kate's case, maybe it's a situation where she could have these ladies kind of, Hash it out with each other, like hold a meeting, talk to all of them at once, figure out what's really going on with this environment between each other, and have them start the conversations with each other so she can back out of this so that you're building a good foundation for how they can communicate with each other, what's actually going on, what's bugging one with the other, and vice versa. And then from then on, they now know and feel comfortable going to each other. So you're kind of backing yourself out of being this third party by kind of, I guess, mitigating what's really going on and getting them to talk to each other.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, I wonder if there's even someone else in the office who could take over that role, an Mm -hmm. HR person or somebody. But Yeah, really, it should be the HR person. Yeah, yeah. Like, what kind of advice, Sean, would you have for someone where it's a similar situation, but more like, you know,
0: say a family member or a relationship situation? Again, I think the first, the best thing is to remove yourself from the environment. Now, super hard to do if it's a family member. If it's a relationship that you're in, really need to consider how that relationship is actually going and if it's something that you can try to hash out, if it's worth it, whatever. But... You still have to have that communication. You still have to have that conversation that is likely not going to be the most comfortable conversation you've ever had. But I think communicating how you're feeling, what you're trying to do, being as honest as you can while still trying to maintain some sort of relationship, but distancing yourself as much as you need to.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: It might just mean even not talking to them as much. If it's like your mother-in-law, but you feel like you have to call her every week maybe don't.
1: Yeah. We have boundaries come into play here, I think.
0: Yeah. What feels comfortable to you, but it is really, really hard. I think we all have had, and maybe probably a lot of us still have someone in our life that's kind of toxic. Oh yeah. And it is super hard to deal with, but Kristen, as you said, it does 100% all of the time manifest in health issues. It absolutely does. So it's something we need to take seriously. So I'm glad she asked this question.
1: Yeah. Me too. Don't downplay it. I would even go as far as to say that this part of detoxifying is the most important.
0: Yeah. This might be number one. Yeah. This might be before your food, right? It really truly is. I wish we had a more solid concrete answer as to exactly what to do, but it's just not that easy except you have to honor yourself and your health and what you need and the space that you might need and take care of you first mm-hmm. do what you need to do. Yep. Wise advice. All right. We're going to wrap it up for today, ladies. Thank you all so much for the questions, for tuning in. I have decided while recording this in this past hour that I really, really am going to try very hard to get a blog post up soon after this airs with everything we just talked about and all the easy links and everything to go to so that you have a reference. So it may not be up when this airs. But be on the lookout for it very soon over on my my website. And I'll announce when that's up too. So be on the lookout. All right, everybody. Have a good week. We'll talk to you next week. Bye. Bye.